Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. Hey. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio. That's right, BSH Radio. My name is Bill Matz. I am your director of fun and games for the evening. I got some bad news, fam. It wasn't all Dave. <laughs> we'll get into we'll get into some stuff. But Thanks, I think Mike ever- Sealski. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was that a Sealski take? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty. I mean, we ah. knew, but now yeah. we can't blame him, and that's almost a bummer. I want to blame mm-hmm. him, but we'll get into it. Let me just introduce you to the panel for the evening. You know them and love them by now. Let's lead it off with Stephalicious D. Steph Driver. So I was listening to my microphone still screwed up. I was listening to. Um, the new Puck Soup 2.0. And they did a 2018 wrap-up where it was just um, Wish and um, we were just talking about him. What's his name? Lambert. Ryan Lambert. Um, going back and forth with different stories from 2018. And one question they asked each other was, what was your worst take in the calendar year 2018? And I think that that would be Ooh. a fun question for each of us to answer. Hmm. I thought the Flyers are going to be good this year. <laughs> yeah, right. Same. <laughs> well, I think How that was How much time you got, buddy? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, all my takes are... I, I, I guess my worst take, and I, I will explain my defense of my worst take, but my worst take was thinking that they were okay not to do anything about the goaltending in the offseason. Mm. And the re- but, but but my defense of my take is that I was not aware that Brian Elliott was getting a second full surgery and was not 100% going to be ready for the start of the year. Had I known that, I would have said get somebody else. But I was like, yeah, I think they're okay with Elliott Neuver for one more year. And obviously that did not play out. My worst take had to have been that Nolan Patrick was going to take a huge step forward this year. And that didn't happen. And like... Is that even a take, though? Like, a second overall pick going into his sophomore season after a I good mean, it second. I mean, it was an opinion. Yeah, I'm just Should like, have done. It's not like that's a bad one. He just no. failed. Yeah. Like, second overall pick going into his sophomore season after a good second half. I feel like that's more on him than you. All that right, so you is... want me to come up with my second no, fourth? No. <laughs> <laughs> to me, a bad take. Please list all of your bad takes, like, to me, To me, a bad take is like, you know what? The Phillies' worst player is Odubel Herrera. Like, that's just, like... Well, no. I mean, that's a bad, like, sports radio take. Yeah. That's doesn't, like... The I mean, maybe you have more than the most of us. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, like... I was going to say my word, like, is, is call up Goldborn a take? Like... Oh, God, <laughs> yes. Yes, that was is yours. That, is that technically... <laughs> was that before the new year? When no, it was, like, right... It was that right was like, at the new year. That was January, Yeah, right? I think it was... I think they bombed their first game back after the new year, and then you screamed tight... <laughs> call up Goldborn and they it was did, like they the did afternoon it. and Kelly wasn't there. They did it 20 minutes after we got done yeah, recording. We were on the show when they did it. 
No, no, it was no. Immediately it, it was immediately after. after. after it was immediately yeah. after. I mean, I'm sure they put the. They might have done it while the show was going on, but it didn't like, get announced until it was over. They were watching Facebook Live. <laughs> yeah. I've had some bad takes in my life. I just can't think of any right now. I probably should have prepared. Kelly, what was your worst take of the year? I guess it was. I mean, I don't know if this is a take either, but I really, truly believed that Ron Hextall was ready to move this team forward. Woo! He Spicy. sure wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of them, I think a lot of like our worst takes will all center around, oh yeah, no, this is, we're good. Yeah, like, optimism. <laughs> I would actually. points what if, what if we learn, gang? 100 points challenge for the division win around. Those were my expectations. Oh God, yeah, I was feeling like 101 points. I would argue that our takes were good and yeah. the team actually just yeah. failed Their at failures. everything. Yeah. yeah. We're well, good. Were there any other <laughs> any other takes that we had? I know like last year, but it was definitely a twenty seventeen take was that the Oilers were going to challenge for the cup. Like, oh bless. I guess Wolf. we want to go ice sport. I guess Yeah, I thought this is just flyers if related. I, I if say, we're gonna over the rest well, of the let's league, do then. let's do ice sport. We can go through all of the If ones we want to do sport. ice sport stuff, uh I I believed, and Charlie was very much against this one. I believe that the Devils were good. Oh yeah, <laughs> stop it! They still might be. <laughs> I'm sticking by that one. <laughs> oh God, I can't even think of anything. Oh, we're still in intros. That's right. I'm yes, gonna, I'm waiting for other people okay, to talk. Thing. Like, oh no, that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> From theAthletic.com, Charlie O'Connor. Guys, I have a question. What? How can a power play, how can a team's power play have a lower shooting percentage than the team at 5-on-5? Five five? That can't happen. How is that even possible? The Flyers have scored on 7.33% of their shots this year at 5-on-4 five when they have a man advantage. And 8.33% at 5-on-5, five five, they are one percentage point better, more efficient at putting pucks past goalies when they have one more guy than the other team, one more skater than the other team. Like, you do realize that when it's 5-on-4, there's someone open. That's the nature of the situation, which means it should be easier for him to beat the goalie because he's not getting covered. You know, I often, like, find myself, because Ava will just be like, you've said that four times this game. And I'm like, you have more fucking guys than them! How hard can it be? <laughs> <laughs> well, so obviously, I say it so often that it clearly must just be a real issue. But well, you see, the team is bad. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, ah, is. it is. It is. Hard to say. That was not one of my worst takes of 2018. That's not a take. That's just today is Wednesday. Well, everybody was all optimistic in uh, October when they still looked bad, but were kind of winning. And I had to be like, hey, guys, they're bad. And everybody thought that I was negative Nancy. Hey, guys, they were bad. Is the worst. Oh, yeah, my glitter case. (laughs) Is the worst possible possible scenario now that they are a second half team? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the worst. Now it's just like, fuck it, guys. Please stop doing no, things. Like, we were saying, yeah. I think it was before you guys got here, Claude Drew needs to come down with a phantom injury the last month of this season. Like, Bean's oh, got to no. trip him. Doesn't your leg hurt, Claude? Like, There's absolutely no reason to win any more games. Mm-hmm. Just get your top five pick and figure it out in the offseason at this point. Last but certainly not least, Kelly Hinkle. So every single year, I say out loud and also to myself that I don't care about the Winter Classic. <laughs> and then every single year I turn it on and I turn into like a child and get it's, super excited about I, it. I'm, yeah, I had no interest in it this year. It was New Year's Eve the night before. I'm not yeah. doing anything. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, it's on. And it was a good game yes. too. I, I was... 
And I it's, still it's like cool, it. As much as I like, I've been to several outdoor games, so I have Ooh. my opinions about how they're good <laughs> and how they're bad. But there's no way you can't like. It's Chicago, fun. Boston in Notre Dame. That's cool. If there was yeah. ever a game, if there was ever a game for Dropkick to play, yeah. like the fact that Dropkick Murphys wasn't there is a disgrace. But the Weezer, I know. Hey, right? I love Weezer. I don't care what anyone says. Weezer's great, but it wasn't. I don't think the right game for them. No, the I, crowd was fantastic too. I just maybe it's because I just can't get into college sports, but like that's where you held your outdoor game. Uh, I mean, that's a historic it's a large, venue. Yeah, it's big a big venue. Venue, yeah. So is any like football Michigan stadium. State, Central Notre Michigan, Dame yeah. is is kind of like a college football cathedral. I wouldn't even yeah. say well, college. It's like, like I, I would say I would say it's a football cathedral. Right, and we're playing hockey. Well, well that's yeah, the but point of it. yeah, you're not going to play a, a winter classic game in a hockey rink. That sort of defeats I know. the purpose. I just, Go to the spectrum, take off the I roof again. You know how in Minnesota they have that tournament where like on awesome. On the lakes, they like scoop out like fifty rinks for like some giant yeah. tournament on the lakes in Minnesota. They should play the Winter Classic there. I would be all about. Yeah, do it. Do it at Mystery Alaska. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. M- maybe the set's still there. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I would love like the, a Great Lakes uh, rink. That'd be I great. Would rule. Something like that. So, fam, I said for a year that Hextall should be basically sending the hockey equivalent of the you up <laughs> texts. Those, those, you know, you just gotta every you, day. You know. You know Picciarelli's, uh his reputation, and you're just hoping the one day he answers. He has and, challenges with his job. You know, we'll just put it that you way. Know, you're just you hoping up? if you get one answer, if you just see the dots, you're like, oops, Ooh, scoring here tonight. We go. And <laughs> I was just hoping Ron would just send one eventually, and 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 Peter would answer. As it turns out, sounds like. Pete was sending nudes to Ron this whole time, doing everything he could to seduce him. And Hexy is just sitting there, well, I don't know if he's interested, guys. Uh, what's, what's the sign for... This whole analogy feels like a personal attack. Eh, uh, well. <laughs> I, I don't care. I have no care at all for what the variables are. It is an indictment after the fact. If the Edmonton Oilers wanted Brandon Manning, I don't care if the return was a 2024 seventh round pick. He stinks and you're losing him anyway. Yeah. This is an indictment of the entire Hextall era. It makes me, it's like his press conference. After the fact, I like him less. Like, I don't care what the parameters were. Look at Chiarelli's history. You were going to win the trade. That one fact coming out just, I completely reevaluated yeah. Yeah. every single I, thing I, I thought about Ron I Hexel. Just, I have every single, every single thing. thing. Like, oh, no, no. He, Brandon Manning's just here as the seven, and he's only playing so ah, much because of Dave Hackstall. But he wasn't. That was the thing. Like, I don't care what you got back for Brandon Manning. Just the fact that Travis Sandheim would have came in the lineup yep. for him would have had them win the mm. trade. There yep. is nothing that you could have given me for Brandon Manning that I would have said no to. Literally nothing. And people are like, we don't know the variables. We don't know the time frame. None of that matters. This is a GM who traded Taylor Hall for Adam Larson. You were winning the trade. Well, I mean, look at what he was actually traded for. Yeah, I mean, Caligula's not awful. Caligula. 
I would have taken Caligula. I would have taken Caligula. See what happens. I also would have called him Caligula if he was on the Flyers. Like, it was fine. I would have taken a player to be named later as long as that player wasn't Brandon Manning back. I mean, future done a couple times in baseball. been done. Yeah, yeah. Future considerations. Asterisk. Not Brandon Manning. Not Brandon Manning. Yeah, really. No backsies. Anything that's not Milan Lucic would have been a win, right? For sure. Okay. Yeah, anything that's not an awful contract with term on it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just, just get rid of him and get Travis Sanheim back in the lineup. But clearly, that just wasn't an option yeah. for Ron. Just another one of those little things that came out. Like, at the end of the day, would it have made a difference? No, except for the fact that we're seeing Travis Sanheim and those little rookie warts in his game and going, this is what he should have been doing last year, making these stupid goddamn mistakes. Yep. Yep. And this year, he could be used like a number one defenseman. Anyway, yep. so this team is um, bad. They're not good. <laughs> well, and while we all acknowledge that it, it it's true, I I have to believe at least somewhat it is being drugged down by knowing there is a swinging guillotine right now. Uh, much like we said, the Dave Haxtell thing, it just, you had to fire him. Regardless of what your plans are, we're just going to use him as his own interim until we find the guy we want. Blah, blah, blah. We've been over it all. At a certain point, like, Jake Voracek knows. Like, all these guys know someone is going. Wayne Simmons knows. Everyone is aware that something is going to happen. It's just a matter of who and when exactly. Something just has to happen now because these guys, uh, they're Does not. Does it, though? I, I, like, fully reject this This idea that the reason that they're playing poorly is because they oh, think that one of them is going to get traded. Like, reason. that happens on every team Ever I'm like not... if 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 you've gotten so comfortable with Ron Hextall not trading away anybody, then the problem is you. Oh no, I'm not saying it's the reason. There are not depth... not you, Bill, but you, the player. There are depth issues and coaching issues and development issues and organizational issues. We know this core isn't going to work, though. Like I've seen mm. enough to know that these pieces aren't good enough together. It's I don't just not agree good with enough. that either. Yeah. Just but here's the you're, you're, you're throwing out a lot of stuff here that like here's, you're like seventy yeah. percent onto something, but there's enough I disagree that I want to just like, stop. What? You. So what? How? I mean, the how core, is going to work? The core is good enough. They've showed us to the past that they're good enough. The depth is not good enough. Good enough to do what? This to, depth, to win o- games? The only way to make this depth good enough is to trade one of these core pieces for it. Well, it dep- I mean, maybe. You need another star. Well, okay. The only way to go get a star is to trade for one. Okay, well, it depends on what you mean by the core. So, your whole argument that they the team knows something else is going to happen, and that's why you know that's part of the reason why they're not like you know they give up when when games go bad and things like that. The one player I do think there's something to it is is Simmons, and that's because I just think he I think literally from the start of this year he knew that he was not getting resigned. Yeah, and I I'm not saying that like he went into games purposely dogging it. I just I mean that's just not him. But like it affects your mentality. You're you're, you're a little ticked off that the team that you bled for on a shit contract for five years isn't going to give you a new one. You're a little bit angry. So, like, I buy, and, and I think now he has to know, now that he's playing poorly, he has to know he's gone. So now it's even more like, you know, okay, I, I, this team ain't bringing me back. Like, if I'm really, am I really going to go in and, you know, and start a fight like I did, I mean, like did in that Pittsburgh game at the start of December? Like, I don't know. Maybe. Shouldn't you be playing for your next contract then at that point? Yeah. Like, don't you want to get paid? I mean, I feel, uh-huh. I don't know, though. I feel like in hockey, and maybe this is just, uh, my like weird sort of thing about hockey. I feel like 
the motivation of wanting to do it for your teammates is greater okay. than wanting to do it for money. I understand it does that. Exist, yeah. However, they I, both exist. I just yeah. think the teammates thing is is more driving on a shift by shift basis so than just, like I'm playing for a contract. To get back to Bill's original point, I I feel like I can't get behind it because it's like a chicken or the egg thing. They were playing if they weren't playing terribly, would someone have to go? Probably not. Like the first two games under Gordon, they started to look a little bit better. If that had continued, would we be talking about having to gut the core? Probably two not. Two games every month, they look great no matter I'm, what. I know, it's but the I'm not. the rest of the month. But what I'm saying is if they started to turn around after Hextall went, then we wouldn't, I don't think, be talking so deliberately about having to blow up the core. I just think that these pieces don't fit. I don't think it's a locker room thing. I don't think it's a personal thing. I think they have too many guys who can puck handle, too many guys who can well, pass. that's Ron Hextall. Not enough that's... guys who can score a goddamn goal. They have one goal well, in the last 120 minutes. So, like, that's... Uh, but organi- they have pieces that can do that. They're just not using them properly. One of the things that was talked about a bunch after the last game was the fact that JVR scored all of the power play goals in Toronto and somehow can get power play time here. What well, he's on the like, second unit, which, I mean, I mean <laughs> they never even get in the offensive well, zone, so how can you score? Right, I'm saying, <laughs> like, up. The, the first power play unit isn't doing anything either, so why wouldn't you put the guy who oh. scores the power play goals on that unit and see maybe what happens? See what happens. Like I said, plenty of issues. It's just clear to me that the core group of this team is only so good. I mean, you've said, like, it's three things so are clear to you, and they've all contradicted themselves. So it's, is it the core, or is it the depth? Or is it that we don't have a star that scores? What all is of it, it that's and th- clear? Th- those things all have to do with each other. The, the thing Just, that... How good, how good are Jake, G, Couturier? Very good. They're good. They're Jake, very good G, players. Couturier, Simmons, well, Ghost, and Proverall. Simmons, those I don't consider, I don't, I don't yeah, consider but, Simmons part of the core. They've been yeah, together either. forever. And, that's and, the core. And, 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 okay, but, no. but now we're talking about... Well, so Andrew McDonald has been with them, too. Is he part of the core? No, that But we count. know he sucks. Well, so does Simmons right now. And Simmons has for the past couple of seasons. He is not part of the core. He had 24 goals last year. And the thing that bothers okay. me about this argument, and it was an argument that for some reason I insisted on having on Twitter before I even got out of bed this morning, is that when you say that it's the core that's causing this problem, I just feel like you're hanging the issues on the wrong group of guys. Like, this is not a Claude Giroux problem. I'm not saying it's a Claude Giroux problem. I, would... I mean, he's like the core. Yes. And, and, and then... I think he is my only untouchable. That's it. And I you want move Claude out from Giroux. there. And... I want Claude Giroux and 22 new guys. Yeah, but I mean, like, the bottom well, six crazy. hasn't been great forever. Like, if we had a, a better bottom six, would this team be better? Probably. There's there's a lot of things wrong with this team, but I, I hesitate to say that... I, I hesitate to look at the core now and say that they're just not good enough. They haven't been good enough this year. But you're... Okay, we're going to... Let, let, let's, let's talk the core. Claude Giroux this year has been great. No, no mm-hmm. concerns. Claude Giroux is a great player and should be a flyer for life. No concerns with Claude Giroux. Sean Gatteri, I would say, has been good since... October when he was not good. Yeah. Since the start of November, Sean, I would say he's been good. He's on pace for 30, 30 goals and 60 points, and he's still facing top competition every, every night. He's fine. Jake Voracek has not been that good this year. No. The points are there. Everything else isn't. He doesn't try hard enough. Do I think? I'm, the I'm, points I'm are not, there. I'm not going to throw that. But what I'll say is that I've seen Jake Voracek play better than this. He's not playing that well this year. A serious question has to be asked with with him is whether he's having a down year or whether this is this is a real decline. And last year was just an out of nowhere great year because before then we were talking about maybe he's declining. That's a serious question that has to be asked. Then you throw in Proveroff and Gossiber. 
Both of them aren't having that good years, but like I don't want to up and trade them because I, I have no doubt or very little doubt that next year they'll be a lot better. So it's like, okay, is the core is the core flawed or are a couple players in the core just not playing that well right now? The latter. Like I, I don't I don't want to just like go crazy. Like, What's their th- ceiling as a group? I don't know. Like, don't what, know what would what was because la- it's been six. What years was last been year's team ceiling? If you gave you had last year the core playing as well as it did, with the exception of Simmons, and we're debating whether he's actually a member of the core. But the, the big five last year were Drew, Couturier, Voracek, Ghost, Provorov, and all five of them were amazing. And the rest of the team was god awful. If you put actual depth behind that core playing the way they did last year, that's a cup contender. It's just and the, the they, depth last year sucked. And if they hadn't <clears throat> run into the Penguins in the first round, like they easily, like they could have beaten the cap, the so Capitals. Wait for good the, teams to get bad. Is that no? Where? Wait, no, no. Ma- you, make your decisions on your depth guys, but and, and make your decisions on your core guys. But don't go into this thinking like, okay, well they're all bad, so trade everybody that's in Claude Giroux. Like yeah, that, that's the overreaction. They've gotten bad. they've gotten the worst goaltending in hockey by a full percentage I point. Think, that's the biggest problem. I think some of these guys, I, uh, everyone I named in that core group is a good hockey player. I I just think that this fit, the way this team is built, it's not going to work beyond a first-round exit. I think I've seen enough to know it. I just when have they done more? Why can't Claude Drew have more than two points in the playoffs? But like he's a hey great yo, player. Here we go. No, no, no. Yeah, the real feelings. I'm, no, I'm not blaming him. I'm saying why is that the issue? Because the depth is so bad. Why is the depth so bad? Because we're tied up to these other guys. Why these is other the depth, guys aren't doing anything either? Why is the depth so bad? That's because Ron Hextall. Like, if you really want to be mad about something, be mad at Ron Hextall and the way that he developed the most boring Flyers team that I have ever experienced. The Flyers team that has made me not want to watch hockey at all. Ron Hextall put it together. He's the problem. He's gone. But also, the reason that we, that Ron didn't make any of those big moves during all of this time is because he was, well, that, and he was building up a prospect pool, which we could be using. Sorry, did you say fear? Yeah. Okay. For which we could be using for depth right now, but we're not for reasons. Oh, that's very much like Nicholas Abe Kubel would be a nice depth player, but he's not up here for reasons. That's very much what I wanted to get to next in terms of I think at this point, like I just said, is the worst case scenario that this team is a goddamn second half team and all of a sudden we finish 500. I think that is the worst case scenario right now, getting, as Charlie said on Twitter, the 10th or 11th pick or slack or somewhere. I yeah, wrote, yeah. yeah. But like this right now is a bottom four team. They're terrible. What does the lost season mean to you, and how would you like to see it approached now that I think we can all look at each other and go, not the year. Even if you will disagree with me and believe that the core is good enough, this is just a lost well, year. Ha- As I said, it hasn't been good enough, but the, the, point, the point I want to make is this. There's three big flaws with this team right now, and I would, and I don't, I would not put the core in terms of true talent level, is one of them. The number one big flaw is the fact they've got the worst goaltending in hockey. The number two big flaw is the power play is god-awful. And the number three three big flaw is that for two months, the penalty kill couldn't do anything. Now, that's a little bit better, and that's positive. That's a good thing. Great. I still want Ian LaPerriere gone, gone because I don't... The fact that he went into this season with basically the same strategy gives me no faith that when the, the next time the penalty kill goes through a dip, that he won't be able to fix that. So I still want him gone. The power play, I have to believe that... I have to believe that... A Claude Giroux run power play is not going to continue to score at a 12% clip. I just don't think it's possible. And as for the goaltending, I want I want them to get a goaltender. But if you're getting... I've seen this happen with so many teams in the NHL over the last five, six years in that 
When a team is getting bad goaltending, everybody that watches the team, everybody that writes about the team, they they go crazy trying to find a narrative as to the real reason why the team is bad. It's like, well, it's this. It's the star player. It's that. And it's like... The answer is staring you in the face. They've gotten the worst goaltending in hockey. You fix the goaltending, everybody else looks better. As However, you know, hold on, hold is on. The key element to a panel, to a power play. Well, listen. <laughs> so yes, goaltending has been a problem, but like Bill said, they've scored one goal the past 120 yeah, in, in minutes. Two games. Everybody's going to have bad games once in a while from yeah. a goal scoring standpoint. They're they're All in right. the they're in the top half of the league in, in goals scored. Bouncer tweeted and if something. Drew the other. doesn't score, they lose. That's, That's not th- true. Yes, it is. It's not. <laughs> who else? Who is even? Who even has ten goals on this team? People who play with Claude Giroux, Jake Forge. I mean, yeah. Simmons, Couturier, Konechny. I believe Simmons has ten goals, right? Doesn't he have ten, or is he close to it? I don't know. I'm looking up their goal differential. Bad. Unless you have the, it in oh, the, front the of goal me. differential is bad. I'm talking about goals scored. Uh, but, so Couturier, Giroux, Simmons, Voracek all have ten goals or more. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me look at defense. Konechny's at Nobody. nine. Yeah, there's no way in the defense. But that's uh, so I get what the question I keep asking on post game to everybody and that keeps getting posed to me. What is the point of the non-essential veterans at all in this? What is a lost season? What is the point of it at all? Because at least you can, at least you, yeah. that's a great fucking question. Like, like at least, at least when they're in it or they're 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 round five hundred and you're just going, well, we want our reliable veterans to do the veteran shit that they veteran. How, how do. long have I been saying this? But like at this point, now that they're terrible and they're all playing poorly. Why don't we have Misha? Why don't we have NAK? Why yep. don't we have Myers? Why don't we have Friedman? Yep. If we're not le- leaving the second, if we're not using the second half of this season to find out about those guys, or at least give them a jump on next year, is it like we're just wasting? Yeah, time? I one hundred. Just a waste of time. Yeah, I mean, I think you said it in Slack today or yesterday or someday about how like at this point. The main thing should be to get rid of these guys who've decided are just character guys that do something building something because they're obviously not doing that. So why keep them around? Yeah, I mean the the, the two guys that I'm specifically referencing are Andy like, or and or McDonald and Simmons. Yeah. And Simmons, I mean Simmons provides more value than McDonald absolutely, but in the end, if you were going to overpay for him on his next deal, you were overpaying for the intangibles and it's like, okay, well, those intangibles ain't doing shit this year. That's the if Oh, we need these guys because they're character guys. The character of this team is the biggest flaw. See, 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 that's where I disagree, and I think this this actually might get to the disconnect between why you're so out and I'm so like eh on it. Is that I don't think that maybe it's similar to my view. Actually, I don't think the character of this team is bad. I just mm-hmm. don't think it's. I don't think there's anything about it that's above and beyond good. I just think the character of this team is eh. I think the base. And that's bad. I think the base reaction of a normal average NHL team to getting bad goaltending every fourth or fifth game is to basically just be like, oh God, not again, fine, let's just wait till the next game. And you know what? You can say that's bad card. I think that's just normal in hockey. Now, some teams, like, I mean, granted, it's hard It's hard to say this, but like, a great example of a team that had great character was Vegas last year. Like, they were a team yeah. that, they weren't that good, but they just like, they just knew how to play together and they played above their talent level because they just had a great bunch of guys who really wanted wanted to go through a wall for each other. And the Flyers, I don't think they're like I don't think it's a toxic atmosphere. They like each other. They want to win. It's just they don't have that extra thing. And I don't think that extra thing is necessarily a requirement to be a great team. But I do believe that if you're keeping anybody around to 
retain the essence of that culture, and that's the primary reason they're around. You have to acknowledge that this culture, while it's not toxic, isn't great. Like it's not doing anything. It's just kind of there. A culture that's just there not doing anything to me is bad. What is the point then? <laughs> You're just, okay, yeah, we lost. Yep, we didn't try. Well, what, well, what, what, we the, didn't what, try on New Year's Eve. It's cool. Well, we'll what, try what, the, what the point is, is that... This team doesn't try well, a lot. Okay, I, I again, I disagree with this. New Year's I, Eve, they did not try. There, there's nothing to disagree with. It's not with. that they didn't try. They actually were pretty decent in the first period. Hart gave up a bad goal, and then Hart gave up two more bad goals to start the second period, and then... Like the again, not absolving it, but I'm just saying you see your goalie give up three bad goals, and you've seen that happen twelve times earlier in the first half of the season, and you're like, eh, it's just like it's just not over. Like the games, we're just not our night, and like it's not ideal, but that's what happens in hockey. Teams in, do this. Everyone does this. In the beginning of the season, they had a little bit of fight back, which was nice to see because last year they had none, and. Their, all of their fight back has completely dissolved. They don't have it anymore. It, yeah, it just doesn't exist Exactly, anymore. which is what happens when every fifth game your goalie is just bad. So, all right, we can keep blaming goaltending. We can keep doing that, but they're still not scoring. They Their goal differential is negative 29. Yeah, because the goaltending is really bad. They're okay, but they're still after... not scoring goals. I mean, they're not scoring at an elite they're level, not, but they're, they're not, not great. scoring goals. You, you cannot win a game when the other goalie is shutting you out. Like You can't win a game like that. I mean, sure, but it's not as if they are like at the bottom of the league in goals, and and almost, they're, they're at the bottom of the league. Period. They're yeah, at the bottom sure. of the league. They're at the bottom. Like, of the what league. what are what are other teams that going into this season we were like this team is going to be fucking terrible? Like name three. Ottawa. Um, who were we thinking? Vancouver, and I was higher on the Islanders than some. I was higher on the Devils than some. So one and one there. Yeah. Uh, so who was there's one other team? Detroit. We, yeah, Detroit. Ugly. The only team that's below the Flyers right now out of those that you named is Ottawa, and they're only behind by one point. I mean, they're bad. They're they have not played well. At the same time, I don't look at the goal. The the entire goal scoring problem is limited to the power play, and I still do believe. Call me crazy. I do believe the power play is going to get going at some point because they're taking tons of shots, they're creating tons of chances, and they're just. They just can't freaking finish. But, like, that's not going to continue over 82 games. At some point, these guys are going to start scoring on the power play. Are they? Yeah. I think so. It has to. I mean, they have it, to, but that doesn't solve the 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 core problems of this team. And that's, they're just not playing well. They're just not playing well together, period. They're, they're not performing anywhere near a standard as, to what we thought they would. And, and again, if they're going to do that, I'd rather them be really bad. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, we've seen Jack Hughes. I'd rather them be really bad this year because, I, again, this, this goes back to something I said a few weeks ago where my ideal thing is like the stealth tank where you've got a decent structured team, but you you have bad special teams and bad cold ending dragging everything down to the point where you get a top five pick. Like, that's great. And I guess the one thing I kind of I underrated in that. And maybe it's not going to matter because in the end it's all going to come down to what the general manager and the front office do. But the thing I underrated is that you do a stealth tank, but then you convince yourself that it's not a stealth tank. You convince yourself that the reason why you're losing isn't isn't fixable things. It's things that you have to do a major blow up to fix. And then the entirety, the entire thing of the stealth tank is wasted because you had a decent core, but you traded Shane Gossespierre and Ivan Provorov because you had to shake things up because the reason why we're bad is because the core is rotten and we need to make big moves. And then next year you're even worse because structurally your team's worse. That's my fear. 
I, I'd rather than just run this out, trade Wayne Simmons, be bad, and the next year in the off in the offseason make your changes and then be better because you've got a decent core around you. And if you and if you got to trade Jake Voracek because that's the decision you made, I'm I, like fine. But I just don't want them to just throw like literally fire everyone in the sun. And I get the impression from Flyers social media that's what people want to do. Well, well Flyers be... social media is full of idiots. Yeah, so. I don't have Love you guys. not you guys, fam. I, Love I, you guys. I'm not advocating a blow it up thing. I am wanting to take some of I our. I mean, they can't. I am wanting to take some of our pretty good players and try to upgrade them. Like I'm watching what's going on in Dallas, and when the CEO of the team is saying, "Oh yeah." Tyler Sagan, horse shit. Guess what? I'll take him. You know what we could really use? Tyler Sagan, 40 goals, playing 2C. He'd be 1C here and whatever, whatever goddamn role you want to call it. Oh, you know what would be real good? Him on this team. If it takes Jake Voracek to get him, awesome. We'd be better. I mean, I mean sure. why would the Dallas yeah, Stars Dallas do that, that trade? Why would the Montreal Canadiens trade P.K. Subban? Because they're fucking stupid. Okay, fair. But but again, this goes back to the conversations <laughs> we've had in past years wrong. when the team has been bad. It's like, you don't know what trades are out there. Like, I, you can't you can't scream and Ron Hexel could have traded Brandon fucking okay. Manning. Well, now we know that trade was out there. My point is you can't be like, well, why the fuck aren't they trading for Tyler Sagan? Well, like, That's, I don't know, I but you don't know what they're talking about, no, you know what they want for. They could very much, yeah, be saying, give us Voracek, give us your next nine first-round picks, give us your firstborn son. We have no idea. I'm just using that as an example. Like I always say all the time, yes, there are right-wingers in this league better than Jake Voracek, and again, he's just an example because he's a movable core piece in my mind. There are better right wingers in this league than him, but the for list sure. the list is short. Yeah, I mean, if you could get if you could get Tyler Sagan for a package that's centered around Jake Voracek, I'd absolutely do it. I just don't think that's a trade that Dallas would no. do. That's the thing that I think that no one ever wants to admit. Like, I'm fine with trading Jake Voracek. I don't think that he's an integral part of this team anymore. But you have to accept that you're not going to get an 80 point production out of whoever like comes I, back. Have, I have a really hard time getting on board with trading Jake Voracek because he is a consistent point of game player whether it's you know even in his down year where we've played 39 games he's got 30 points like yeah he's consistent even if you don't like the rest of his game he is helping to to score goals even if he doesn't have the goal total are. himself See, that's why that's why I think you can get something for it. I mean, you, you definitely <laughs> could. I mean, you can, but but then we ha- run into the same type of problem. And I know I know how you guys feel about Braden Shen, but the team was missing his production. So now we're going to be down Jake Voracek's production as well. All right. Well, like th- that's Kako, not that's baby. not something that's easily replaceable, and definitely not something that's easily replaceable by a rookie. Kako, no, I Kako. no, I don't think Easy. that. I don't think that with with somebody like Voracek, it's not. He's not the type of guy. Wayne Simmons at this point is get what you can for him. Yeah. J- yeah. Jake Voracek is a like, okay, I'm not saying, like, I'm, he's not untouchable by any means, but it's got to be the right trade. Yeah. Wayne Simmons is a, it's not the right trade, it's just trade him. Yeah, like, I like, I, I, he's not going to get re-signed or he shouldn't get re-signed. Yeah. So you, it, it, and to be honest, the whole like shaking up the core thing, Jake, uh, Wayne Simmons might not be from a production standpoint part of the core, but he is part of the leadership core. So maybe that does something. You know, if if your thesis that the core is rotten is 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 proven true, like maybe moving Jake Vord, not Jake Vord, maybe moving Wayne Simmons, maybe what that does is that allows Sean Couturier to step into that leadership void. And maybe that works better for this mix of players. Like that's to me this the Simmons move 
is necessary and it has the potential to shake up things. So if to me, it's like the Simmons move is, is the key. And then beyond that, it's you got to make good hockey moves. And if there's not a good hockey move there, then don't make moves. Like, I have zero interest in futures. That's, yeah, no. uh, that's the next question I wanted to a- ask you guys. I think we can all agree this is a lost season. Yeah. So how do they salvage this season in terms of it not being pointless? Like, obviously, it, like making the playoffs, honestly, is worst case scenario. Yeah, I just want to read off these playoff odds. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Corsica.hockey has the Flyers at 10.3%. Hockey Viz, which was the most uh, the most optimistic, had them at 14 And Money Puck has them at 986 So it's basically a 1 in 10 shot. I'll take the under. For, <laughs> for making the playoffs? Yes. Oh, yeah, no, they're not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> 13 <laughs> points behind Pittsburgh for third in the Metro, 12 points behind Montreal, who we all thought was going to suck, another mm-hmm. another one of those teams mm-hmm. for the second wild card. Uh, so what can they do to make this season, like, salvage it in terms of, okay, yeah, they just threw a year away. What do you want them to, what do you want to see happen? I mentioned the call-ups. What else can they do? I mean, I would like to see Chaz cut some dead weight wherever possible. Um, I'm not sure how much of that he would be able to do, but it would be nice if he might be trying. I would like to see him not make panic moves. I don't want him blowing anything up. And I would like to, as you said, I would like to see them kind of start auditioning these kids for bigger roles next season. And if that means sitting veterans from time to time to make a spot for a rookie just to see what happens, I'm all right with it. I mean, I don't know if they're going to do that, but it would be nice to see. And I just like to see them as far as futures go. Like for me, the future that they should be looking at is next, next season. Year. Yeah. Yeah. So start making, if you're going to make moves, make them with an eye toward next season and not any further down the road. Yeah. I have no interest in a 2020 first round pick. No, I don't care. That's about that. not what I'm looking for. I mean, I, I would be fine with that. In a, in a Simmons trade, as I mean, as yes. long as that pick is then used to solve a problem yeah. soon. Yeah. The Simmons Simmons is a different case just because he's a rental and he's not coming back. Yeah. Do they have get... the draft during a lockout? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why uh, Ovechkin also missed his rookie year. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 futures don't inter- in that one scenario with with Simmons just because he's a rental. Just move on. Yeah, uh, I'm fine with it. But in terms of making moves that shake things up, while I am an advocate of shaking things up in some way, it is not for the sake of making a move. It is also to upgrade what I believe to be a flawed group in terms of just fit together. I'm not saying these guys are bad. Not by any means. Just saying, I don't think the fit is there in terms of winning hockey games. Okay, so who? I just need to know then, who in your mind, if you were the GM and you could make any move that you wanted to, who in this core would you get rid of to try and improve the situation? The fit. The fit. Fit-wise? Mm-hmm. I don't, man, I'm just getting real tired of watching Jake. All right. I mean, fair, and like also the that's the e- that's the easiest one because he doesn't have any kind of yeah, contractual and that's, that, blockage. The, part of it is, I think you can get a good return. I think there's a way to upgrade. Maybe it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough move. It's not going to be the easiest move in the world because guys with term and contracts like his are very tough to move. I think it's doable, and we're going to find a lot out about Chaz in the coming months. I also for just. Chucky two trades. Um, people are really upset that he hasn't made a move yet, but like the roster was frozen for a week. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't care about that. Let's yeah. just calm down a little bit. I very That's badly it. want something to happen, but I'm just looking around like it's not. 
as if a flurry of moves are going and we're just standing there watching it happen. So I I can only get so... There have been a couple small moves. Yeah, and... I can only get so upset about that. And at the end of the day, when they trade like a goddamn raffle or a wheel, I'm not going to go, all right, yeah, way to go, Chaz! <laughs> so... I mean, my big, is issue, is. my big issue with the whole like, why haven't they done a move yet? Like, okay, so your, your one move that you know has to get done is Simmons. And to be totally honest with you, his value is only going to go up as the deadline gets closer. Because... We have more teams enter the bidding war, and teams feel like they have to do something to, to, to placate their fans. So that's the one move that you know has to be done, and that's not a move that you necessarily mean. Maybe, maybe you do it now if something comes up, and it's a you know somebody offers you a first round pick right now for him, and, and, a, and a good prospect, you do it. You think you're not going to get something better, but most likely the deep, the offers you're going to get when their bidding war gets up, it's going to be close to the deadline. So that's the one move, and that's a move that it's like okay, I can understand why they haven't done that move yet. Aside from that, okay, if we've decided it and it seems like we're all in agreement that this team ain't making the playoffs this year barring some goddamn miracle i so really if, hope they don't so if i really need them not to so if they <laughs> if, if we're, we're in agreement they're not going to make the playoffs then there's no real urgency to make a win now trade because we're not expecting them to win now so the only reason why you want them to make a trade right now is because you're pissed off that's literally the only reason why you want them to make a trade right now. Is that, you know what? I'm mad, and they need to do something to show me they're as mad as I am. That's the only justification. There's nothing rational about that. Yeah, a, a, a minute. Uh, just, You're right. Yeah, You're completely no. right. You're right. <laughs> I, wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if they did something for that reason, but you're I mean, right. The, the, the audition that they're doing right now for next season is Carter Hart. Like, that's what's happening right now. And, and yeah, they ran out of goalies, air quotes, but Alex Lyon is still hanging around. Like, they are doing that. They're auditioning Carter Hart for next season. They ran out of NHL goalies. Yeah. Um, this is a little bit off topic, but just because it just popped in my head. Um, oh. How is Yuri still on the active roster? It is pretty wild, right? He's being charged. Like he's with being cocaine charged. Possession. Yeah. Granted, it's in another country, and I guess it just doesn't matter because most of anyone can't find Finland on a map, including me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's like an official policy for this kind of thing. Right? Like, I don't. This I don't know. Like, I don't know either. I'm. I'm gonna try and. Reach it just. Out to I mean, NHL it feels like it. What's content. What's frustrating is it feels like an easy way to just be like, ah, sorry, buddy. Yeah, a guy like who you is, could just like okay, you could just let him go. He's he's bad. Yeah, <laughs> he gets way overpaid, mm-hmm. and he's a drug possessing criminal. Um, what, what what are we doing here, guys? I don't I don't understand. It. How I don't, I, Dean, I, I, I don't understand it. Dean, provide some advice. <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea what's going on. Like like this is something that shouldn't be happening, and they're just ignoring that. It's yeah, it's, it's very I, weird. I almost his job to Phil Veroni. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Phil Veroni. I almost wonder if, like, and this is with no inside information whatsoever, but, like, I almost wonder if everyone involved is just sort of come to this, like, unspoken acknowledgement that, like, well, he's going, he's, he's not going to be in the NHL next year. Yep. We're not re-signing him. Nobody else is re-signing him. Like, what if just, like, the Flyers in the NHL have just sort of agreed that, like, let's just try to sweep this under the rug. Let's not do anything to make this a bigger deal than it already is, and then we'll just let him go home to Finland and he can 
go to jail or play hockey, whichever that does one feel happens extremely first. NHL. Like that just seems yeah. so NHL for them <laughs> to just does. be like, well, if we if we try to if we try to send him down to the AHL, he might file a grievance. If we try to if we try to you know kill his contract, he's definitely going to fire file a grievance. Yeah. So let's just sort of pretend it's not happening. Yeah, that, my I laughed at somebody saying, oh, well, if they send him to the if they wave him and send him to the AHL, he'd file a grievance. But like, I would file a grievance with him, thinking he's not an <laughs> AHL player. <laughs> he is an got, AHL like, player. He's got like nine points in the last two seasons. Yep. He stinks. Yeah, he's like, awful. What is the point of that? I just one of those, and he's not playing, so it's not that big a deal. Don't they not drug test against cocaine? I, didn't you? I didn't, don't think they do. They don't test. Recreational drugs in the NHL are to- that's the other thing is recreational drugs in the NHL are totally cool. Yeah, like yeah, it's, uh, not, weed, it's not football. Yeah, weed. If you fail a test, unless like you get pulled over smoking a bowl, yeah, we don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know in the playoffs they stop all drugs. Yeah, they, I, I know that too. I yeah. really do think it's unless you have a problem and we can somehow use it to terminate your contract, which is what I'm like. How aren't they doing that? He makes a lot of money. I I, I, I agree. You, you could drugs, if you really yeah. want it. Yeah, they, exactly. Why? I'm or maybe, thinking. or maybe you could. I don't know the ins and outs of the CBA. Maybe it I would. I don't know either. Maybe it's one of those things where like it would be hard to do until he's actually convicted. Okay. They could probably put him on if they wanted to. I would think they could probably put him on like the the non hockey like, the non hockey list or like say like until your legal issues are resolved, we're putting you on the non hockey list. I don't know. I don't know what the ins and outs of that are, but. I, I just I have to believe this is just a case of everybody just sort of being like let's just wait just let's just pretend this isn't happening and you know just say la 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 and yeah. stick our heads in the sand and he'll be gone at the end of the year anyway. It was like not a lot of cocaine. No, it wasn't. No, considering it was like oh they're running a drug ring out of his I know. cottage. It was like and it was like, it was like an eight ball, a couple of it grams. Was, it was like two. Yeah, yeah. Like just it wasn't that's a lot. like a like, shockingly small amount of cocaine for us thinking that he was running a drug ring. It's like I guess he I guess maybe he's he, not Walter they, White. He just handed it all out for that for God. those Tampa Bay. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> oh, right, so, so Bill, to go back to your original question, yeah, I don't um, even know what it was. It was basically like, well, what what would you like to see yeah. them yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing, and I don't even know if this is feasible. I my suspicion is that it is that if you really wanted to do this, you could. Um, if I if I was Chuck Fletcher, and granted, like I don't know how much he cares about the fans and you know what what their opinion of him is, but if I'm him. I am just desperately trying in any way possible to trade Andrew McDonald because mm-hmm. there is nothing that will get him like. They will have fans love him quicker than him yep. fi- and finding literally any. I don't care if you have to take on half the salary. Yeah, who cares? Like just finding a, a team to take him off the flyers and then call up Phil Myers. Will it'll be it'll be like the Ronaldo deal yep. for Hextall, where t- people are just like, "Holy crap, this guy's a genius! I love him forever." I mean, he's gotten halfway there to winning over the fans when he called up Carter Hart and like, fired Dave Hextall and, and yeah. fired Dave Hextall. Like that was a really good day for him. But buddy. Things are looking really bad right now. We need to do something else. In terms of that chart, like they've broken all the other breaking case of emergency glass. Like (laughs) we got rid of the coach. We brought up Carter Hart. uh, The freaking GM got fired. Things are still on fire. We need you to do more, please. The GM like still had a a decently high approval rating. Like everyone was like, why? Like even if you didn't believe in bringing up Carter Hart now for purely hockey developmental reasons, it was exciting to see him. No one thinks Dave Haxtell's a good coach. Like, okay, you well, did, you did two things right. One. There was a guy in my comment section today who does. There's a guy that writes for the Inquirer that At does. least 75, <laughs> 75% of people didn't think he was a good coach. Like, you did all these things, and we still have this. Like, that is the last of the, like, 
in-your-face obvious moves that they could make to try to get people back on their side. I don't think it would get people back. Like, I don't think them trading Andrew McDonald would have people who aren't watching this team start watching this team. I just think it would have all those people be like, hey, this Chuck Fletcher guy, he's pretty cool. Doing stuff. I like him. Yeah. I do think there is, a, and it's not just Andrew McDonald. Like, I, there's so many things to complain about. It's it's uh, boring to complain about Andrew <laughs> McDonald to me sometimes. Yeah. But like, you sit there and watch him play hockey and go, "We're still doing this." It's rough. Like, we're still doing this. It's rough. There are a lot of other problems. But- you know what? My thing with McDonald right now is not even the the quality of play. Like, whatever the team's the team's not that good this year. It's not. They're not going to be good the rest of the year. Fine. It's more that like at this point. He's just blocking a spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've got Phil Myers who's ready. You got yep. Mark Friedman who's almost ready. And it's something like somebody's gonna have to move <clears> out <throat> to give them a Samuel shot. Samuel Moran. And Moran's almost ready. So you got three guys who you're gonna want to get playing time in this second half. And somebody's gotta move out, and you don't want to bench Proveroff, Gosses, Bear, Sandheimer, Haig. So that leaves two guys. And I think Gudis is good and McDonald isn't so great McDonald. That, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe that's what it's gonna take. That when Moran is ready and better it'll be like all right deuces guy you're gone (laughs) it'll be hilarious when somebody trades for andrew mcdonald like all right we got our stay-at-home shutdown guy for the playoffs pete oh man well Well, i mean chicago tried to sell their fan base on brandon madding coming off the best season of his career when they signed him and flyers fans like wait what did you say (laughs) i mean technically that's true i still it's not untrue believe i can't he was the first free agent announced on on free agency day, I unbelievable. So we've got some. We we've seen some Carter Hart, fam. Yeah. How we feeling? You know, he's a kid. He was gonna have a rough game, and he had one. Oh, I, I th- he's in terms of his actual play for right now. He's exceeded my expectations. Oh, I, lo- I, I love the first it. couple I've of games. He was I've, wonderful. I yeah. expected him to get shelled a couple of times. It's really only happened once. Yeah, yeah. He had the game where he gave up four, but like I don't know, man. Really. There's, when there's three breakaways, yeah, he, he could he could have played better, but it wasn't. I didn't look at that game as him playing terrible. Yeah. The mm-hmm. uh, what what the hell game was I? Uh, the Hurricanes game. That was, yeah, that was, that was legitimately bad. bad. Yeah, that was bad. But I mean, how's that any different from as Charlie said? Every bad goalie performance we've got twice a week all season. <laughs> like, of course he had a bad game. All of our goalies have bad games. Multiple. Usually a lot of them. The one thing that annoyed me about that game, yeah. um, or not that game, about like the response to that game was um, people responding to that game with, oh my God, now everyone knows Carter Hart's weakness is his glove. Like, Oh, please. He's 20 years old. And it was one. And it was one game. game. Yeah, I'm pretty. And, and also, it's like, look, I'm pretty sure that every team shoots glove. And if a goalie can't catch with his glove, he's not going to dominate the WHL and win a gold medal in World Juniors. Imagine thinking that you could be a professional goalie without with having, having your weakness hand. being your glove. That, yeah. Also, let's be real. Like Carter Hart is the type of player that is not going to allow himself to have such a glaring weakness no. that yeah. he's not going to fix. And like, like every it's just not. every national and local broadcast, whenever there's a whenever there's a blocker side goal, oh, players are finally starting to shoot blocker side, eh? Like, oh yeah, we can <laughs> catch with this hand and not with this. And for some reason, it took a hundred years of the NHL <laughs> to figure out we should shoot at the one that he can't catch it with. Hmm. Like, I well, I, sometimes you get fooled because you got those Steve Mason guys who. Switch it up. Oh, I switch. Steve Mason. <laughs> Steve Mason was good in like his first three shootouts, and I was convinced it's because he's wrong-handed. And 
<laughs> and it was just throwing everyone off. Like they were trying to beat him to his blocker side post. And it was like, oh no, shit, his glove's there. So I have a, a related question. When both Stolarz and Elliot are ready to come back, would you guys like to see them keep Carter Hart up here or send him back down? Send him back down. Yeah. There's there's just no, like he had his cup of tea and hmm. cup of coffee, whatever it is in the NHL. There's, if the other two are ready, the team is just not good enough. The team is going to lose yeah, they're going to lose down. anyway. It's fine. It's, it's I'm just wondering fine. if it would be worth it to just let him get the reps in the NHL and like That's, keep I'm, Stolarz as your third goalie because who cares? I want to see Hart take his beating this year. Yeah, I, I want, wouldn't hate it. Like the way I want NAK and Vorobiev and Myers and Friedman up here, it's all about next year to me. I mm-hmm. don't want to be trying out Carter Hart the start of next season. I want him in net opening that's night. that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I, if he has, I honestly, like, don't care. Yeah, yeah, way. I'm ambivalent, really. If he has, you know, 15 more games, of those, Carolina. Yeah. Well, I mean, Carter I do. Hart <laughs> makes the games more entertaining. He does, and he and he gets fans more into yeah, it, which yeah. is nice. Um, What's no, the Phantoms' record? Are they going to go to the playoffs? They were they're seventh overall in the league. They're uh, going, so they're going to. Gonna make, I mean, they're a good team. Yeah. yeah. Well, they yeah, should. Maybe, they should be a good team. You know, I mean, send them back down for that. I don't care. About I'm I'm fine with Hart staying. I'm fine with Hart getting sent down. Would he? Would he be eligible to play for the Phantoms in the playoffs if he, he would stayed need up here? He would need to be sent down and then deadline. back up. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. what, it's like what they did with the Lim Lama. Yeah, they did the paper transaction yeah. with Lim Lama at the trade deadline. I mean, they they could would, do that. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure yeah. they would. Yeah, there's no reason not no. to. But so yeah, so what is it? Stolarz and Elliot. I think Taryn Hatcher said on the broadcast they are expected to be ready by the bye week. Now mm-hmm. I don't know how much I buy that with Elliot. Like apparently Fletcher said that to the reporters that were on the road trip that it was good news. He doesn't need surgery. He hopes he's going to be back in three weeks. But with Elliot, I just don't like. I just don't know how much I trust it because it's Brian Elliot who's had you know multiple surgeries in the last calendar year. Like I just don't know. I'll believe he's back when I see him in net. Stolarz though, he'll be back. And when he comes back, you're going to have to make a decision on Harp, unless Neuver gets hurt again, which is <laughs> yeah, any day now. <laughs> I want to, but he, but also like even if you wanted to, if you want to send Hart down now, you could. You could just bring Lyon back up. Yeah. The man fucking made it out to the blue line. Oh my god, to Can play a puck. Like, yeah, he was looking pretty spry on that. Missed. <laughs> And then <laughs> Ghost was in net. Can we just for Did a you, second? And, was it Provy? Was it Provy in that or was it Ghost? I thought it was Provy. I thought it was Ghost. I thought it was Ghost. Maybe it was both of them. Either way. <laughs> Either way, a goal was not scored on that ludicrous play. That 20 seconds was like a little capsule. That was my favorite part of this season by far. Unbelievable. Me too. Did you read my my actual post for the post game that like went up on dot com was at one point in this game I said, nice back check, (laughs) Neuvert. And it was in no way sarcastic. It was a literal thought that I had. All right. There's a little more. He back checks better than than half the team. There's a little more than five minutes left in this show. And since we've started out your new year with so much sunshine and rainbows. Mm. Woo! Yeah. Uh, some people have uh, some people have their you know New Year's resolutions. We just want to shit all over everyone's day. Yep. Um, no 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 no. We're trying to wipe off yeah. the shit that the Flyers are dumping uh, on us constantly. So I want to I want to I want to infuse a little bit of positivity here to wrap this up, fam. Uh, Claude, What's that? Claude Giroux's an All Star. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, like, how about that? Somebody had to be. Yeah. Turns out he. <laughs> oh yeah, there's that. Someone had to be. I would like uh, to think that he well. 
<laughs> I mean, he deserves. He deserves it. to be. He one. deserves to be one. He does deserve it. But, but <laughs> look back, like even as good as his year was last year, I think there was a little bit of is he this good again, or is this just a like dead cat, dead cat bounce? Uh, and now I think you know, eighteen months later, we can go. Yeah, All right, good. Claude Giroux is really good again. Yeah. yeah. How has he done this? Is it just he got healthy? I think it is. Yeah. Is it that simple? I really I think I, it is. I think it's a combination of a couple of things. Number one, the health is a big thing. Uh, number two is that I do believe the position change. Because he's actually, he's, his scoring has went down since they moved him to center. So I do believe. The, I think he and Couturier yeah. very badly need yeah, each other. Yeah, I, I do believe, I so I do believe the wing thing has helped him. And number three, and this is something that's worth bringing up, like, players are just scoring more recently. Yes. So I do think that part of his scoring surge is... It's a little inflated in comparison to what he was five years ago because more goals are just being scored. So, like, maybe, you know, he's. I don't think he's as good true talent-wise as he was four or five years yeah, ago. Yeah, he's not 2013. Yeah, true. he's not. He but he's still be. really, no he's, he's really, really good yeah, yeah. still. And he's just, like, it looks a little bit better than it did back then because the raw points is more teams are scoring no, goals. And, but when you look at it comparatively, it's not like, oh, he's having a great year and look at all these guys blowing him out. Like they've been doing the yeah, calendar yeah. year 2018 points and it's like he and Crosby are tied. Like yeah. nobody has, like I think the guy with the most has 12 more, 13 more points than him or something. Like it is, he is this good again. And it really warms my heart because I was, my like I said earlier, I think Claude Giroux should be a flyer for life. I think he's going to be good for a long time. And I was so convinced he was done, guys. I I was so doom and gloom about 28. I know. <laughs> I, I, listen. I was there. I was watching the games and he looked like a bad player. We were in an attic in South Philly. I, I was there. Do you believe Claude Giroux will be the captain of the Flyers when this team hoists the Stanley Cup? Yes. That doesn't mean that he'll be a, a top line player, but yes, I think he will still be the captain. My comparison, I hope so, because that means it'll be relatively soon. Yeah, that's well, I don't know. I think it's in his next contract, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that's totally fair. Like, because what his his contract expires when he's thirty three, thirty four, and the way he's trending, it looks like he'll still be good. Yeah. So I I would assume if he's still good and the Flyers aren't a total dumpster fire still, he would resign, and then he would probably resign for you know, less. Give it, I don't know. Yeah, 10 years. Because my, my comparison to what I think he can be late in his career has always been Marion Hossa, and now that he's playing with Couturier, like Hossa did with Taves, I think it's even more apt that you can use him in different ways and you won't have to depend on him to be a freaking superstar, but he can still be really damn effective, and if you limit his five-on-five five minutes, he can do even more of the things he He's great at, mm-hmm. uh, and I. Uh, well, I mean, the one the one thing I will say about Drew, as much as I've loved him this year, is like the power play has stunk. So, as much as I think it's a fluke, I I want to see him get back to being awesome power play distributor, Claude Drew. I think it being at twelve percent is a fluke. Like that's just no one's at no yeah. one's at twelve percent. Yeah, yeah, that's but yeah. like I think they need some structural changes. Oh, I totally agree. Like it's totally like agree. Claude Drew. Th- that's one thing I'll pin on him because that's what that Claude Drew is a great power play distributor. That's one of his strengths. It's one of the reasons you have a Claude Drew. You should have a good power play. That's something I'll pin on him and go, Claude. You got to be better. Yeah, absolutely. But. They need to do things differently. Yeah, I like there yeah. just needs to be motion. Uh, so much have I've, I don't think I've ever seen a team stand still as much as the Flyers. They like, do in, that in, a lot. In any don't situation, they? the power play, whatever, like that. Uh, Drew won a face off at center the other night. 
His defenseman stood there and looked at the puck as a forward from the other team just went, thank you, and beat him for a goal. Like, they were looking at him standing still. I've, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it. Like, oh, yeah, there he goes. Oh, shit, he scored. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in position for the next face-off. Like, that's what it, I, yeah. I said I wanted to end the show with some positivity. Oh, I have, a, I have more yeah, good news. Hit me, hit me with something good, Kelly. Uh, Noah Cates got player of the game in the USA's win over the Czechs. Oh, Noah, nice. I like that. Yeah, that's he good. had that nice goal to start the game. That was two years cool. away from being two years away, fam. Hot damn. Uh, I, I've loved Noah Cates since I saw him at training camp two years ago. I like all these ago. guys. I think I they love should Noah just Cates. all be Bring them the all up. Bring them all up. Bring 20. me Frosty. Claude Giroux and 22 new guys. Frosty Frisbee 2K19. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not upset about it. (laughs) Who should, like, if you could make one call up right now, who would it be? Phil Myers. Myers. Yeah, Yeah, all day. I know Steph doesn't like Myers. Is is it that obvious? <laughs> every time I we can't imagine name, why, man. Every time we mention his name, you roll your eyes. He's no, a big dome. He's a big boy, no, and he's don't. quite good at the hockey. He's struggled at the AHL level. Not anymore. Not really. He's like doing okay now. No, he's doing really good. A ton. Um, this team needs to score, and he can score. I want that. Would I bring? I just up? want to see how he does. Same. I don't. I don't have an answer right now. Tie-tie? Well, I think I think Steph's in a, <laughs> Steph's in a, in a conundrum because the, the players that are most ready to be called up, she doesn't like. Yeah, it's, it's Myers and it's NAK. Yeah, I don't. Well, it's not yeah. that I don't. It's not that I don't like Myers. Is it Vecchioni? It's just she likes Vecchioni. Moran more. <laughs> I do. I I don't. Uh, I like Sanheim more. That's okay. what it is. Well, I, I, what I like been. Sanheim more too. That's what it's been for me. There, 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 there's this weird thing in my head where you're a Sandheim person or you're a Phil Myers person. And I've always been a Sandheim person. I'm so it's not it. that I don't like Phil Myers. Like I like Phil Myers. He fought the other day and it was awesome. Did you see that? By yeah, the he, way? He, he won handily. It was good. It was good. It was hockey fights. Here I come. He, he was throwing bombs. You need to look that, look it up. Um, I like Phil Myers. Um, I mean, the person that I would have said to call up was Carter Hart, and he's here. He's so. here. Carter Hart. Do, 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 oh, do, 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 right. Carter Hart. We made it through right, almost an entire race. show. That is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio this Yay. week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out live on Facebook. Guys, I don't have the time, and I really don't have the like desire to get into all of it, but if you could do me a favor, go to my Twitter page. I have it pinned right on my page. It's a GoFundMe for some close friends of mine, some really Awful fucking shit happened to them uh, just last night coming home from uh, the Mummers Parade. Anything you can do to help would uh, just mean the absolute world to me. We have the greatest listeners. Like, you people are absolutely freaking amazing. Help me help a friend. Uh, and that's all. That's all. I don't want to get into details. But thanks a lot. Happy New Year for Kelly, for Charlie, for Steph. Have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about sports? Yeah.
guys, this is John Stolnes from The Good Fight and the Phillies podcast, Hitting Season. Man, the 2018 season was, well, it was interesting anyway, and the upcoming offseason looks to be even more interesting. So if you want to stay up to date on all things Phillies this offseason, subscribe to The Good Fight podcast feed and get my podcast, Hitting Season, where I talk to Phillies beat writers, broadcasters, and fellow Good Fight bloggers, as well as national baseball writers, and the occasional interview with Matt Klintak and Gabe Kapler. Also, you'll get continued success, a Phil's podcast hosted by Justin Clue and Liz Rocher covering all things Phillies, and The Dirty Inning, a hilarious podcast hosted by Justin and Trevor Strunk, looking at the very worst innings in Phillies history. And you'll get bonus podcasts every time big news is made with the team. Seriously, if you want to stay up to date on everything revolving around your favorite baseball team as they return to contention, make sure you are subscribed to the Good Fight podcast feed.